0: friends. Welcome to Sleepwalker, Waking Up Now. I'm Suzanne clune This episode is episode 12 of the Sleepwalker podcast. This episode is called In an Instant. Now, if you look back at the date of the last episode and the date of this one, you will know that podcast episodes are not created in an instant. While I had planned to have this one out much earlier, I have been in the process of applying to seminary, and I'm happy to say that I will begin my MDiv at Fuller Theological Seminary in June with the intention of working in the future in full-time pastoral ministry. In the last episode, we talked about what happens when we experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit specifically activating the manifestational gift of speaking in tongues. If you are listening to this and you want to learn more about that particular gift, make sure you listen to that episode. We're going to be going back to that topic again in the future. And as always, feel free to drop me a line at thesleepwalkerpodcast at gmail.com. Praying in tongues in a prayer language is a wonderful way to grow in closeness to Father God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. It strengthens you, as Paul pointed out in 1 Corinthians 14, 4, and it opens you up to experience more of the supernatural relationship with Holy Spirit that you are promised. I'd like you to think about this. Every time you consider that God is really God, that our creation by him was supernatural, that he looked at our separation from him and said, this can't and won't last, That Jesus, you know, God, said, I'll go and sacrifice myself so that we can be restored to the Father. And then Father God and Jesus said, I have a gift for you, Holy Spirit, and with him, you are going to do amazing things. Every time you think of that, let the truth of the amazingness of it all, how even one small aspect of what I just mentioned, is beyond our comprehension and is mind-blowing let that wash over you because it's so amazing when we read the bible it's so important to remember that you're not just reading a story or a book of great literary importance and yes it is but it's not just that it is a story of invitation from the beginning to now to you to say from the father i love you you are mine I've made a way, I'm making a way, I've made a way for you to come back to me. Also, if you are listening to this right now and are experiencing the gift of tongues, the gift of speaking in tongues, keep going. Keep exercising that gift. And if you are listening to this and are not yet speaking in tongues, keep going. Don't stop. Keep seeking it. Keep praying. Keep spending time with Father God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit And as we talked before, open your mouth. As I mentioned in the last episode, the gift of tongues is often a starter gift, but it was never meant to be a brag gift or a shove it in another person's face gift, but rather a gift to grow closer to Holy Spirit, Father God, and Jesus. So keep going. It's for you. So much can change, so much will change, and so much will keep on changing as you spend more and more time with Holy Spirit. The thing is, if you don't know Holy Spirit outside of reciting his qualities in a historic creed of the church, get to know him. My hope for you, my friend, is that you will get to know Holy Spirit, Father God, and Jesus in new and deeper ways, and your life will be changed forever and marked because of it. That's the point of this entire podcast. All the episodes together, all of it is reaching out to say, There's more for you with your dad. Now, how your life changes is part of the journey that Jesus invites you to travel. His presence in our lives is what changes life now. It's not our willpower. It's not our ability to be disciplined. No, it's his presence. And yes, his presence will change how you think. He will move you to different places and he will change your focus and you will change. Now, sometimes you'll change in an instant, and that's supernatural. And sometimes his enduring love will cause your change to happen over time, and that's also supernatural. Either way, every time he moves one of his children to something new, it is miraculous and it is supernatural. Friends, every time, think about it this way, every time you take God at his word and move closer to him in relationship, it's a great thing. Every time you have a conversation with your dad about anything, it's a great thing. God can move you to speak and say things with his power and authority that you couldn't do otherwise. He did it to me and he continues to, and I guarantee he's doing it with you also. How he does that in our lives is what I want to talk about in this episode. And I want to frame this conversation using Peter. I love Peter. We have lots of Peter's interactions recorded in the New Testament, and I'm so glad that we do. Peter is one disciple that we get to know really well. The good, the bad, the ugly. Peter's awesome. Peter, if you look at him from the very beginning, Peter was transformed as he followed Jesus. And in the same way, we're transformed as we follow Jesus and we become more like him. Peter's transformation continued as he experienced the presence and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, words of knowledge from the Holy Spirit, and then the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And our transformation will continue as well as we are baptized in the Holy Spirit and refilled by him daily. As I share some of these Peter stories with you, think about events in your life, past or present, when you have either spoken out boldly with authority or chose to keep quiet. Think about whether there are interactions or events That are different now with Jesus, as opposed to how they might have played out in the past. Is your dad giving you a voice to speak in the world in which you live? How are you using that voice? You know, it was Peter to whom Jesus spoke when he said, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail. That's powerful, right? Jump with me to Matthew 16. This is the conversation Jesus had with Peter, and I'm going to begin reading from verse 15. Then he asked him, But who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, You are blessed, Simon son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid or lock or bind, on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit or loose or open on earth will be permitted in heaven. Peter confessed Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of the Living God. Now sometimes when we look back at this passage in this interaction, we were like, duh, of course he's gonna say that. What's obvious to us now, and we have the whole book, we have the whole story, as they're living it out and walking it out, it wasn't so obvious. People weren't sure who he was. Jesus asked Peter. Peter confessed Jesus. And how? How did he know this information? By supernatural revelation from the Father. He received a piece of transformative information. Now, how do we know that? We know it because Jesus tells us that. And when he does this, we get to see a glimpse of what a spirit-filled Peter will look like later on after Pentecost. Now, I'll read part of this again. This is Jesus speaking. You are blessed, Simon son of John because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now, two things for my skeptical friends. Yes, number one, one can receive supernatural revelation from the Father. Two, as I've talked about before, if there are some aspects of having a supernatural relationship that seem beyond what your rational mind will allow you to accept, use Jesus as a bridge. Ask yourself these questions. Did Jesus model it? Did Jesus talk about it? Did Jesus confirm it? Take Jesus at his word. Because if you are tempted to think, Peter had a lucky guess or that was common knowledge or Peter reasoned it out. No, that's not it. That's not what's happening here. And here's the challenge. If you cannot believe that information can be shared supernaturally when Jesus says that's how it happens, who will you believe? And maybe you've been conditioned to think that, oh, this doesn't really happen, or it doesn't happen anymore. And that's a lie that we've been believing for way too long. I'm going to say in, in a lot of parts of the American church, I'm not going to speak for the rest of the world, but I know in a lot of parts of the American church, we say, oh, well, of course the, the wild and the wonderful stuff happened back then, but not now and not in this country. That's a lie. We are still part of the Church of Acts you are still invited to be part of that church. What will you do with that invitation? My hope is that you will continue to open yourself up to the possibility that Father God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit want to know you, want to speak to you, want to have a growing relationship with you. Yes, you. It's for you. And as you are considering that, let's talk more about Peter's confession and what Jesus said about it. Jesus told Peter, as well as telling us down to today, that his church would be built on a foundation of confessing who Jesus is. And that confession, that understanding, comes from a place of supernatural revelation. That's the foundation of his church, the confession with the mouth. Now think about this. You are part of Jesus's church, his body, when you confess with your mouth that he is Lord and believe that Father God raised him from the dead. When you have done that, you became part of a dynamic, beautiful, growing, living, breathing organism made up of all those who confess Jesus. The amazing part is, is that body transcends time. The church that began in the upper room at Pentecost will continue until Jesus comes again. And his church continues to be built up every generation by men and women who confess with their mouths and believe with their hearts that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, generation after generation. This includes our generation and will extend after us until Jesus comes again as he promised. So picture this, you are part of the universal church built upon the confession of who Jesus is, and that continues to be built up generation after after generation and your understanding your agreement so you prayed the prayer you walked in discipleship whatever you've been doing you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart in whatever church you were in with whoever you were with when you did that you were expressing with your mouth supernatural revelation because this is not something we just reason out it's not and so for any person listening to this thinking Okay, supernatural revelation, words from God. I don't know. Is that for me? You've already done it. Let that sink in. You've already expressed with your mouth. You've already proclaimed supernatural revelation. The minute you said, Jesus is Lord of my life, and I believe him for everything that he said. I believe that he died. I believe that the Father loved me so much that he didn't want to see me separated from him for always And so he made it possible through Jesus for me to be reconnected back to the Father. And then he gave me the gift of his Holy Spirit so I have his presence in me, working in and through me for the rest of my life. If that's not a supernatural revelation, I don't know what is. So you've already done it. So we're not even, sometimes we're not even saying, God, do you want to speak to me? He's already spoken to you. And when we go from that point and start to then have conversations, and start to then have expectations that he wants to share not something with us, but more with us, because he's already speaking to you, friends. He's already speaking to you. So I wanna go back to this idea that the church is built up. We lay the foundation. Think about this. With every generation, we get to both participate in the church that's been there for us to join into, and we get to also lay a foundation by confessing. Another way to say that is sharing, sharing who Jesus is. Every time we share who Jesus is, we create opportunities, we create a foundation for someone else to join in and be a part of the body of Christ. And that's how the church grows. The thing with the church, sometimes if you're in a church, we think of the church as a church building, but the church isn't a building, it's a people, it's a living and alive. And we don't inhabit a historic relic of the past. We don't act like visitors on a tour of an ancient structure who can look but not touch. If you think of the church that way, it's something to go to as opposed to something that you are a part of, start to think differently. Change that thinking because you literally are the church. And what we inhabit is infinitely more amazing. It's living, it's breathing, it's a growing body of people who love Jesus and confess who he is. Are they perfect? No. Will they be? No. Will they be disappointing? Yes. Will you disappoint others? Yes. Will you keep learning and growing? Yes. Is it worth it? Yes. And when you say yes to Jesus, you join the untold millions who came before you, who confessed the same thing and shared Jesus, and in some cases, sacrificed everything to make sure people would know Jesus. It made it easier for you to know Jesus. In the same way, you are being invited to walk out your relationship with Jesus, with other brothers and sisters, and you create a foundation that will make it easier for others to come to know Jesus. You get to be a Peter, too. I get to be a Peter. We get to be Peters together. And if you don't think that's supernatural, think again. You are speaking with your words something that cannot be seen. You are coming into agreement with Jesus that he is the only one who saves. All of that is supernatural. So keep going. If you've confessed that Jesus is your Lord and your Savior and continue to believe Jesus, take him at his word when he says you will experience great and amazing things with Holy Spirit and do greater things in his name. You've already been believing him for supernatural revelation. You have already spoken supernatural revelation. Keep going. That's wild, right? And it's wild how that can change in an instant. Thoughts can change in an instant. Beliefs, allegiances can change in an instant. The minute we speak aloud with our mouths and we believe in our hearts, things change and we begin to walk out with Jesus, this life with him, becoming more like him every day. Things change. And there's always a lot of suddenlies. With Father God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. Take a look going back to Peter. Peter speaking with certainty about who Jesus is, it's because he's operating at that point with heavenly information. And it's very different than the one who, the Peter who uses his own quick self thinking to cut off a guard's ear. Think about your own life. Have there been moments when using your own thinking, your own logic, versus using Jesus' thinking and Jesus' logic? would lead you to two different things. As a Christian, you want to develop and mature, and you want to have your hearing tuned to hear what your dad wants you to say. And then say it with boldness. Go for it. Just like Peter did when Jesus asked him who he was. Just like Peter shared with thousands of his fellow Jews on Pentecost in Jerusalem. We are transformed every time we interact with our dad. And you may not be thinking of prayer that way. You may not be thinking of conversation with your dad that way. But it's true. Every time we interact with him, we are changed. Hearing him changes us. For example, what Peter experienced through his relationship with Jesus and into the time of the early church, that's just like it is for us still now. It's still that way. That's not a just for then and it's not for now. That's still for now. Another thing to think about is this. Divine wisdom, the understandings you receive as you're praying about something and you're saying, Dad, would you give me a piece about this? Would you help me to understand this? And suddenly a feeling and understanding, it's almost like it washes over you and you're thinking, oh, I could do this. That divine wisdom is always going to trump our, well, this is what's worked before. We'll just do it again. We can learn to recognize our dad's voice. We can lean into Holy Spirit and actually expect to hear from Him. And that may be a big thing for you. Do you actually expect to hear from Holy Spirit? That's a challenge right now. Think about that. Because you should. Even if you feel right now, oh, who me? I can't do that. And when we begin to hear Him, we can expect that awesome things that we wouldn't normally say or do may happen. Because every time we partner with Holy Spirit, every time we step out in faith, and speak, and share with love and connection as our goal. Our dad uses those moments to change us and to grow us. Will we be perfect? No. (laughs) We'll mess up at some future time after that, quite possibly to most definitely. In fact, just to highlight that, let me read to you from John 18. This is uh, starting in verse 10 through 11. Then Simon Peter drew a sword and slashed off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest's slave. But Jesus said to Peter, put your sword back into its sheath. Shall I not drink from the cup of suffering my father has given me? We're coming up to Easter as I record this, so I've been thinking about all that happened leading up to and during that holy week. So jump with me now into the night Jesus was betrayed and taken into custody. This is another, another Peter. Peter's in the courtyard outside of Pontius Pilate's house, and he denies knowing Jesus three times. The first time, John 18, verse 17. The woman said to Peter, you're not one of that man's disciples, are you? No, he said, I'm, I'm not. And then the second time, meanwhile, as Peter was standing by the fire warming himself, they asked him again, you're not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it, saying, no, I am not. Ah, And then the third time, but one of the household slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, didn't I see you out there in the olive grove with Jesus? And again, Peter denied it. This is the same Peter, the Peter that walked on water, the Peter who told Jesus who he knew him to be. Now, I want you to take a look at Peter at Pentecost. Fisherman Peter from Galilee, filled with Holy Spirit, begins to share with thousands of his fellow Jews gathered in Jerusalem for Pentecost. Peter operating under the influence and through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read to you. This is Peter preaching at Pentecost, and I'll read this to you. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles. Keep in mind, this is the same Peter who cut off the guard's ear, who denied Jesus, who did many other things that were rash, impulsive, impetuous. And now here's Peter. Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, Listen carefully, all of you fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. People of Israel, listen. God publicly endorsed Jesus the Nazarene by doing powerful miracles, wonders, and signs through him, as you well know. But God knew what would happen, and his prearranged plan was carried out when Jesus was betrayed. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to a cross and killed him. But God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life, for death could not keep him in its grip. King David said this about him, I see that the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and my tongue shouts his praises. My body rests in hope, for you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life and you fill me with the joy of your presence." think about this. You can be sure that the patriarch David wasn't referring to himself, for he died and was buried and his tomb is still here among us. But he was a prophet and he knew God had promised with an oath that one of David's own descendants would sit on his throne. David was looking into the future and speaking of the Messiah's resurrection. He was saying that God would not leave him among the dead or allow his body to rot in a grave. God raised Jesus from the dead and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven, at God's right hand, and the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us, just as you see and hear today. For David himself never ascended into heaven, yet he said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and the other apostles, What should we do? Peter answered, Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away, all who have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, Strongly urging all of his listeners, save yourselves from this crooked generation. All who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. Peter with Holy Spirit. Peter living and speaking with Holy Spirit's authority. Now, will you or I ever be in front of thousands at once like Peter was? I used to answer this question with a no But now I qualify my answer. The era in which we live with technology and social media makes me think that all bets are off on this one. Each of us should have the prayer, Dad, fill my mouth with boldness. Sure, there are people who dream about large social media followings and work hard to get them. I'm not thinking of that. I'm talking about the fact that you never know what you say, who you say it to, and how you say it is gonna have an impact for the kingdom. You can't be sure when you tell one person what that's going to do, you can't be sure what that one post will do. It doesn't mean that your focus is, how do I get a large social media following? That's not what we're interested in. In a world where everyone seems to watch the same videos on social media, for example, I can't tell you how many times my husband and I will be talking with our kids and one of us will say, did you see that video about fill in the blank? And barely into the description, someone will respond with, oh, I saw that. And not because everyone, hopefully not, is watching hours worth of YouTube. You never know who is going to see or hear a particular thing online. We live in a weird age. We live in a time where things happen now that we never could have guessed would happen. You never know. Now, that being said, I urge you not to live life as a slave to the possibility of becoming an online viral sensation. No, live your life fully and completely. And know that every time you open your mouth, this is the big thing. Every time you open your mouth, you have the privilege to reach and touch people in Jesus's name. And you don't know how far it will go. That means when you open your mouth to have a conversation with one person, five people, 10 people, a thousand people, you don't know where that will go. And this is true even if you are shy or you don't feel qualified, or you don't think that you're the best person for the task, and even if a million other ifs. And I'll say this again. You need to know that every time you open your mouth, every time, no matter where you are, you have the privilege to reach and touch people in Jesus's name. Will you exercise that privilege? Will you say, Holy Spirit, will you give me the right words? Holy Spirit, will you make me bold in this situation? Holy Spirit, what would you like me to say? Holy Spirit, I want to touch this person. I want to speak words of life to this person. And then open your mouth. Kind of similar from the instructions I gave you last episode. Open your mouth. Will you ever make mistakes? Yeah. Don't let that stop you. Did Peter still make mistakes after receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Yes, he did. He even got in an argument with Paul about some of Peter's practices. Was he corrected? Yes. Will you make mistakes even when filled with the Holy Spirit? Yeah, learn and keep going. And every day ask Holy Spirit to fill you fresh that day. Friends, we need to be Peter today. We need to open our mouth and be bold and loving. Don't forget the loving. You know, we can make the mistake of looking back into the past and we can romanticize or simplify or misinterpret a time period because it's not right here. It's not right now. It's not the one we're living in. And we can think, oh, well, it was easier to do that then. It was easier to open your mouth. Really? To speak to a bunch of Romans, it was easier to open your mouth and to speak to someone in a coffee shop? I don't think so. And we can place incorrect lenses of interpretation that hinder us from seeing the past and seeing the continuation and what was going on and what still goes on now. Please remember this. Holy Spirit wants to fill you And he wants to work in and through you as much as he wanted to do that for every person alive 2,000 years ago. Holy Spirit wants to see your mind, your ways of thinking, your reactions, your actions, your words, continually transform, changed, renewed. Because when you do that, when you share the what's and the how's of Jesus working in your life, you're creating a foundation for others in your world hear and see you to say oh I want to I want to know more about Jesus or I wonder if Jesus could do that for me or I think I need to learn more so I guess one of the things to do as we close out this episode is a challenge will you open your mouth it's a similar thing when we spoke in the last episode about operating in the gift of speaking in tongues one of the things I talked about is you have to open your mouth In the same way, to speak truth, to see change, even to see how quickly you can change, take a risk, open your mouth, share. Every time you do, you're confessing something that you can't see with your own eyes. You are believing the unseen. It's supernatural. It's wild. And that's just the tip of the iceberg with Father God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. Go for it. We're coming into a time period right now that everyone's talking about Easter and and vacation time, or 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 possibly going to church that they haven't been to for a long period of time. My challenge to you is this, open your mouth, talk about what Jesus is doing in your life. Talk about what he could do in someone else's life and exercise that supernatural muscle of faith that you have. friends, have a great day. Thanks for joining me for this episode. You can follow the podcast on social media, on Instagram and Facebook at the sleepwalker podcast, and on Twitter at SleepwalkerPod. pod. Be sure to subscribe. And if you like what you hear, please leave a positive review on Apple podcasts. Talk to you next week.